Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. We just wrapped up our open hearing for a resolutions process. So we're going to talk with our Vice President, Todd Hayes, and our Director of National Legislative Programs, Spencer Tuma, today. Guys, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, let's start off with learning a little bit about what it is that we were doing and who it is that was doing it. Um, Todd, could you walk us through the resolutions um, system and who is involved in uh, the resolutions panel? Yeah, Eric, uh, the resolution committee is uh, is a process uh, where we start our policy development. So the committee is made up of county presidents, from one from each eight districts, um, new young farmer members, promotion education members, commodity chair members, and uh, many and a few others that are, uh, we have our staff will be there and the regional coordinator to assist with anything at all. But uh, we'll sit there and have uh, different people from different departments, different agencies come in through the day to give 15, 20, 30 minute presentation on different issues that's working on their department and our members have opportunity to ask them questions to get more information on what's going on and more feedback for them to start working on policy or questions for our questionnaire. And then uh, that, uh, so this entire process, what's the point of the resolutions process? Where are we working towards here? You know, we're working towards uh, each year at our annual meeting that we'll have a, a, the delegates, each county has members come to our annual meeting that are voting delegates to vote on our policies. So the resolution committee's job each year is to submit tentative policies or any changes to our policy that the delegates then could discuss, debate, make changes themselves or vote on. So at the end of that process, we have a policy book that's been voted on and approved by our membership. And that's what our staff, our board of directors, and everyone will work with for 12 months that that year on on legislative issues, regulatory issues, or anything that's dealing with that the members are interested in that they've approved in that policy book. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been involved in this process? Uh, I've been uh, involved in this uh, for about 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And you're, as vice president of the organization, kind of in charge of this committee, right? As one of the responsibilities of vice president, I was to chair this re- the resolution committee. So I've had the honor of doing that for the last eight, eight or nine, nine years now. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and uh, the people who serve on the committee, are they consistent from year to year? How does that change? So no, it, it generally changes every year. The, you have different board, state board members are alternate every other year. You have different county presidents every year. Um, so it's it's usually a lot of, a lot of changing going on. Some people have served more than one time, but the majority of them will be first time they've ever done it. But there's a makeup of of, of some experience and some at not. So it it usually works very well. A lot of good interest uh, questions um, people are asking and. and to see what's going on so you have a, the makeup of the committee is really what helps it because you have people of different backgrounds different uh, industry within agriculture that they're doing different uh, communities they're living in and different parts of the state so it just helps really what Farm Bureau is all about you know we're very diverse so our resolution committee is made up of those similar type people to cover all the issues the best we can. Yeah, and that's what, how it seems to me is it's designed to intentionally be as big of a cross-section of the organization as you can find and of Missouri agriculture as you, you can find. mix of uh, livestock people, 
and row crop people and people from all different corners of the state, different age groups. It's just a lot of different cross sections to try to make a good full picture, right? It, it does. And it, it, it brings it, it helps someone maybe, let's say, for example, it's a cattle rancher in uh, southwest Missouri to maybe have understanding more of an issue with somebody that raises rice or cotton down in a boot heel or maybe somebody in the northwest or along a river that's dealing with all the flooding right now. It, bring, it helps to open everybody's eyes and understand and put things in perspective what each one is dealing with so you can kind of feel their pain and, and appreciate more what we're trying to do and help one another to come up with a good a good set of policies that everybody can agree to. Mm-hmm. And so one of the um, guests that we had this year was someone that we, well, haven't really had at this meeting before, but has made appearances at uh, our uh, some of our annual meetings and Young Farmer and Ranchers uh, Committee meetings uh, and has been showing up a lot of different places this year. Can you tell us a little bit about our guest? Yeah, I've uh, just recently realized that we had a, a guest appearance Somewhat of an appearance today, um, or this last two days, was uh, Farmer Chicoletta. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little uh, mascot, if you will, for the Young Farmer Chairmans for every year. Since 2001, a Young Farmer Chairman has had this chicken with them at all times to help them to relieve stress well, when they're getting at, up presenting. At, at all times? Well, I don't know if at all times, but at all the, all the meetings, oh. and, and definitely at the Young Farmer Conference meeting when they are a little stressed or something, some folks would need to use that to calm themselves and uh, have it set up there to show the statute of, hey, we can get through this. And each year the chairman signs it, puts a date on it when the year they were chairman and passes it on to the next young farmer chairman. So this has been going on for six, 17, 18 years now. And, mm. well, and it's interesting that you say that they have, them, have it with them at all times because it doesn't seem like it's been with our young farmer chair very often this year. No, this year has been a struggle, I guess. The uh, my, my my from my knowledge, the, the new young farmer chairman had it for about fifteen twenty minutes. Minutes oh. and chick napping. A chick yeah. napping happened. Yeah, is that right? Total chick napping. Chick napping. That is yeah. really so, but upsetting. I, but my understanding is that Chickalette has been making her rounds, doing a lot of different ag visits, mm-hmm. um, doing a lot of things. So maybe maybe she needs to spread her wings and just go check out some things. What's out there in the rural area? Very good. Well, and. Um, She's here with us to, today in the studio. Uh, would you like to say anything? Okay. She just said uh, to tell everyone hello and that she would see us at the uh, next event, uh, which I believe uh, that may be uh, the commodity conference. Um, she may make or the an state appearance fair. At. No, state fair. That's true. Yeah. Well, I would expect to see her there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the center of Missouri agriculture. She's so. apparently been traveling around the state looking for the current young farmer chairwoman, mm. um, but has been unable to find her. She got really close today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I saw the picture on Facebook yeah. there. Got a got a chance to at least get a glimpse, but didn't quite. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the childhood storybook my mom used to read about a little bird fell out of the nest and mm. walking around looking for her mother. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Chicka led her. That seems accurate to me. Um, Spencer, uh, could you tell us a little bit about some of our other guests that we did have at uh, at our open hearing? Yeah, so in all seriousness, um, although Farmer Chickaletta did make an appearance, uh, we have a lot of really interesting speakers come in to address the resolutions committee at open hearings. We have various speakers from different state and federal agencies coming to talk about issues that are currently facing agriculture and rural communities or maybe things that they see on the horizon that our members may not be 
quite up to speed on or haven't heard of yet. Um, So, for example, we hear from the uh, Missouri Department of Transportation, Agriculture, um, Department of Natural Resources and Conservation, also several um, sub-agencies within USDA, the Farm Service Agency, Natural Resource Conservation Service, Rural Development, um, but we also have um, some kind of non-agriculture speakers, if you will, that that speak about issues pertaining to rural communities, but maybe not directly related to farming and ranching and property rights. Um, so, for example, we had the Missouri Hospital Association come in to talk about rural health care, and that was a really interesting presentation. Um, also, the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. That's not just an issue centered around rural communities and agriculture. That's a much larger issue statewide. Um, and a lot of, you know, really interesting facts and figures posed during that presentation as well. Uh, but we've heard a lot about issues that are um, kind of on the top of farmers and ranchers' minds. Of course, flooding is a big one right now. I know you and I have talked about flooding a lot, mm-hmm. it seems like, recently. Um, trade is another big one, but property rights continues to be a really strong theme. And that's really one of Farm Bureau's core priorities at the state and federal level. So uh, we saw that theme carried through in a lot of the questioning that came out of open hearing as well. Yeah, I was impressed to see that some of the most um, engaging conversations between the committee and the speakers were those non-traditional agriculture speakers. Uh-huh. Um, like you mentioned, the uh, the education um, issues and the um, some of the rural, rural health issues were I think some of the ones that we got the, the most engagement and discussion going mm-hmm. on and really just shows that Farm Bureau is about a lot more than just farmers and rural policy is a huge part of what it is that we do on our advocacy side. Absolutely. I completely agree. So after the committee hears from all the speakers, um, they aren't done. The committee serves for a year and there's a lot of steps in our policy development process. So the committee, after they hear from everybody, they meet and discuss topics for submission to what we call the policy development questionnaire. And if you're listening and you're a Farm Bureau member, you've probably seen the policy development questionnaire before. It appears in the July issue of Show Me Missouri Farm Bureau magazine. It's basically a list of questions um, that poll our membership on their feelings on specific policy issues. So there's about 10 to 15 questions every year. Um, We do ask if you're a Missouri Farm Bureau member that you fill that questionnaire out. Please answer it as honestly as possible. It is anonymous. And then send that or take it into your county Farm Bureau office. Your county board will then Um, consider all of the submissions it receives and make recommendations to the state resolutions committee for consideration in October. Very good. So that is an important point to to remind everyone of is you don't send those back here to the home office. You send them to your county. Yeah, go ahead and send them to your county office. um, And then if you're on your county board um, over the next couple of months at your annual meeting or maybe at your county board meeting, you'll have a chance to review those and submit your suggestions to the the home office for the statewide committee to review. Yeah, and that is just part of that uh, real true grassroots structure where Mm -hmm. we do get our policy from uh, the, the very bottom of the organizational structure. It comes up through the individuals and the counties all the way uh, up to the eventual end point at the annual meeting where everyone votes on it uh, at Tantera. So uh, we have a long process ahead of us. This was the first step of it, and it looks like we have quite a few things that we'll be able to get into that questionnaire. So do keep an eye out for that in your magazine over the next uh, month or two. Um, Anything else you guys wanted to add before we wrap up today? No, I would just encourage uh, 
all members to, yeah, take time, be looking for that as it comes out. And if there's an issue or something that's not part of the questionnaire, but it's it's important to you, it's something you're dealing with in your area or your board, please put that down. We, we can only do what we know where people need help or assistance mm-hmm. or an issue, bring it to the front for us to look into a little bit more. So please take time, anything that's on your mind, to jot it down and send it into your county board to get here to the home office so that the state committee can look at it and research and do more to help with that program. Mm-hmm. And if you do have any questions about policy development and how Farm Bureau does their process, you're more than welcome to contact your regional coordinator or any of us here at the home office, and we'd be happy to walk you through it. All right. Uh, Farmer Chigla, anything else to add? Lady, a few words. All right. Well, thank <laughs> yeah. you guys for joining us. We will talk to you all next week. All right. All thanks, right. Eric. Thank you.